0: Well, welcome to the Pastors Podcast. This is Pastor Scott, and with me today are Steph Ma and Dennis Kalama, joining us from Kampala, Uganda. Actually, are you in Kampala right now, Dennis?
1: Yes, I am in Kampala. I'm in Uganda as I speak to you right now. So about 12 hours difference.
0: That's right. right. It's it's 10 o'clock at night here. Uh, and it's eight in the morning it, there. Is that all yes, right? Yes,
1: it's eight. It's eight AM. It's eight morning. And if you see my kids coming, it's because they've just woken up. Not that they're going to yeah. bed.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Well, we—I we, think we all know what that's like right now, especially in the midst of <laughs> yeah. of kind of all doing everything from from home. So, um, Dennis, if if you're not familiar, I think most of you probably are. But if you're not familiar, Dennis. Um, is works at Africa Renewal University, which was one of our key partners, um, our longtime partners. The university there trains Christian leaders, both in for pastoral ministry and for um, really all sorts of different um, vocations in Ugandan society, in African society, really training students all across Africa um, with a, from a Christian worldview. And training up the, the next generation, really, of Christian leaders across Africa, and it, it's been just such an honor to, such a privilege to get to be partners together over all these years. To get to see the school um, grow and develop, to see uh, you grow and develop in, into the role that the, the leadership role that you have at the university now, Dennis. Our, our friendship, I know, goes back a lot of years, and and we were supposed to be with you. Just this past week, we were going to be out there with you um, until everything happened, and that's actually one of the things I wanted to check in on you. I think this um, this pandemic has drastically affected everything. It's drastically affected ministry here in our lives, but I also know um, it's drastically affected you guys and the the school as well. So, but I, before we get into the school, how how are you? How are your how, How's your family doing? Um, how's, how's the church doing
1: there? Yeah. So, yeah, my family is doing uh, well. Uh, my family is carrying on. We largely have been home, uh, staying home, working home with the schools closed since March 22nd uh, here in Kampala and all over Uganda. Uh, they have not been opened and I suspect they may not be opened for the rest of this year. So been home. Uh, with my children we've spent much more time uh, just before the lockdown. The Lord was gracious, and He blessed us with a child and so now she's about seven or so, yes seven or so months, so we are grateful to God that yeah, she came in just before you no know, the lockdown, and we've been with her with so many hands to carry uh you know staying staying together so yeah my family has been well i've been with my wife my kids and uh, we've been we've really carried on taking it one day at a time
0: yeah and so the the situation in uganda there it obviously has some similarities in that sense i think we're we're doing wrestling through school and having a lot more time uh in our homes as well um but even more significantly there you I mean you, you guys are dealing with a like an official legal curfew right
1: yeah yeah so churches have been churches have been closed and we have curfew uh, right now anytime after nine o'clock uh, you are not allowed to walk they are soldiers uh, they're called local defense unit uh, who if they got you uh, if you want your way out, chances are you either you will pay a bribe or you are actually going to be arrested uh, and taken into a prison. Uh, Pastor passed caught about a week or so ago in one of the prisons where many of these people are taken, uh, COVID came in. Uh, and in Uganda, oh, the, cases oh uh, the cases have been very low. The cases have been very low. But then we have just seen this spike in the past uh, few months, and part of the motivation, part of what uh, motivation, but part of what has really caused the spike has been people have been thinking, what will kill me? Is it COVID that is going to kill me, or hunger that will kill me? So you actually are looking mm-hmm. at choosing one of the two. If I if I don't go out, I will not have food to eat. Uh, if I stay. If I go out then, and most likely, I will get COVID. So you are you are choosing between one of the of the two. The markets are open, and I'm sure, Pastor Scott and Steph, you have seen the markets. Here, yeah, they are real markets. Uh, a market where people mm-hmm. sell potatoes on the floor, and you have to negotiate. The tomatoes are right on the ground. The fish is on the table. The meat is hanging, and you have to huggle. You have to come close to people. And so, Corona does not seem to understand any of this. It's mm-hmm. once people began to Get back a little bit. It it is just begun to spike. Uh, we had a lockdown that was literally lockdown, and by lockdown I mean you're not allowed to move, you're not allowed to drive, uh, you're not allowed to uh, do the typical the typical day-to-day things and. Initially, people followed that, but right now, I think people got to a point and they were thinking, "Okay, let me choose what would kill me—either the, the disease or or hunger." And looks like most people are just thinking, "Let this thing come, let it do what it wants, but I will not allow hunger to take me down." So people are out mm. uh, and just living their lives like they would uh, they would typically do. Churches are not open; uh, churches have been mm. uh, have been closed. Uh, Praise God that you know uh, cornerstone West LA where I've actually been uh, You have the opportunity to gather together online. We've been grappling with how do you pastor a church? uh, In the mid without internet, how do you reach out to a congregation now? uh, And you want Mm. to really engage them that do not have uh, internet and there's been li- really little bits of things here and there uh, just to try to see how to support uh, the church and this could speak you no know, for Uganda but also probably for the rest of the of the continent. Uh, I had to do something to make sure that I can get on this on this call with faster internet, uh, otherwise if it is the typical internet i'm sure you know <laughs> what data that the by now could have broken probably four or, or five times, but then out of this this pandemic lockdown thing, the companies have kind of provided a little bit of you know packages that could do this a little bit better. But it's not it's not the same across the across the country that you can you cannot hold an entire service on on, on, on Zoom or on online. You could do something, but you can be sure you're going to be reaching probably about five percent of an average congregation in a city. Uh, The farther you go up country, up north, the farther you go up east, uh, the less they actually think about that. So there's been, uh, I would say, innovative ways, and God has actually clearly been at work. Uh, There's just been ways that uh, the gospel has still been proclaimed. Uh, The gospel has been proclaimed in the midst of the pandemic. Uh, People have been able to reach out uh, to to families. Uh, Now the men have been forced to sit down with their wives, which has not been something that previously would happen, and maybe I could even share uh, testimony after testimony because I also serve as a pastor of how uh, we observe that there has been spiritual formation. Uh, there's been this formation that has just happened uh, because people have been able to just spend time uh, with 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 one another, and in the process, they have just been able to 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 rethink. Uh, I don't know if I could share the testimony now, but uh, one of those yeah. uh, testimonies uh, just coming out of the pandemic. You know, it comes in and there's so much care. And for us as church, we have been doing, because uh, I'm part of Lugogo Baptist Church, we've been writing uh, you know, Bible study material in terms of like you could type or, uh, or send on WhatsApp. WhatsApp is a big thing here. And so we're sending Bible study material and a little one-page sermon and we're encouraging the men uh, In their homes to be able to actually teach this out So we send it by SMS or we send it by whatsapp and this one particular man. He'd been he'd been married He comes from one tribe where you actually pay a lot of bride price So he's been living with his wife largely because he just thinks I'm not I'm not able to I'm young I'm not able to pay the bride price So he's living with his wife and then we're sending this material and his wife is telling him you are the priest in the home. You are going to lead us. You have never preached, never led the Bible study. And there he is with his family all looking at him. He's been sent the Bible study questions, been sent the three-point sermon, and now he has to lead. And so for the first time he stands before his family and he's actually leading them in Bible study. Uh, For the first time he stands before his family and he's preaching to them. Now, their relationship grew so much. It grew so much all through because of this whole Bible study, went through the book of Philippians, went through the book of First Peter, and just studying that. And in the process, his relationship with his wife just kept growing and growing and growing. And so on in June, he came to me and he just said, you know what, I'm actually thinking that I need to wed. Now, in Africa, we talk about marriage and wedding. Uh, I need to wed my wife. And I'm thinking, okay, why? he just say, I feel this is uh, the right path to do. I've lived with her for years. Uh, and he's saying, no, I want to do this actually, soonest. So I say, yeah, I you know the process. No, we need to talk to the girl's family. They need to give you an invoice for the bride price. Uh, and you need to actually be prepared. Now, typically, that's a process that will take you about 12 to 18 months. But he's thinking, I have to now do this. I feel the conviction. Wow. Pastor Scott. The long and short is that he uh he decides to when we explain and he says, Okay, let me go see the family, they give him a typical invoice uh, of what he should take the cows, the goats, uh, the court for the father. You know, the gomez I don't know, gomez is not an English word, but yeah, that cloth that women wear here that is uh, that way, yes, yes, yes. Uh, and he he, That's got he one. so they give it. I don't, (laughs) I think so, I'm not sure. But it's a dress that you have to give your mother-in-law that, yes, that has, and it's long, Uh, with the rope, with, you know, paraffin, with a lamp, it's a, then, yeah, some money for the bride price, and he's actually so committed, he says, I'm actually going to do this, the 24th of July, uh, he mobilizes his uncles, mobilizes his clan, he's able to mobilize, put together some cows, some goats, and they do, this traditional marriage now right now times are just hard but we just saw the hand of mm. god on him the long and short is wow. that this saturday this saturday he's actually going to get married uh, and oh i'm going to actually join uh... them in marriage. so it's just one of those uh random things i would say that god has just been doing through even through this crisis that it has not actually gone to it's not gone to the west
0: mm.
2: yeah
1: so Praise yeah. God.
2: Amen. yeah i I don't know if this is an encouragement to you, but as you were speaking and you were talking at first about, you know, it's a little bit frustrating. How do you, how do you minister to you and how do you shepherd your church when you don't have quality internet? Right. And, you know, it's funny because I remember being there, what, four or five years ago. And one of our projects were was working with you guys, right. To improve and strengthen the, the internet for the campus. And while I was there, even though we were so we felt so disabled because all we do is use technology. And so we go there and we're forced to slow down. We're forced to actually have relationship and connect and take the time to walk across the campus to meet with somebody because you can't just text or send a quick email. And it kind of got us, one, I feel like God used that to kind of like slow us down and reorient us back to people over just kind of producing and, and being productive through the internet. But what I loved about, ARU specifically and the students I met and the staff I met was I was amazed at how without internet back four or five years ago you were incredible mobilizers to the Lord are you kidding me I I don't know how students sometimes would say we're gonna have a meeting tonight after the prayer group and we want to meet about how we can evangelize to some of like our local tribes or out in the villages and and without an email without some sort of marketing scheme or some you know internet connection or a zoom call there was like a hundred students there i'm like how how did they get all these people here with like 30 minutes notice and so just i guess i share that because you know god has worked through as we know generations and generations without internet and i and i was a witness to how committed and faithful the students were and the staff were to just be bold in the use of their voice and their life to tell people about jesus we're here, I can, we sometimes can hide behind the technology and say, well, we go to church on Sunday, we get to watch our you know, our pastors kind of deliver us on, on Sunday and we're stuck at home. And oh, we, I just wish I could go and tell somebody about Jews, but I can't, I'm stuck here and I only have the internet. You know? And so sometimes we make these excuses that we can't connect and share the gospel. But I witnessed that live with the students and staff at ARU. And so to just not be discouraged right now in this season, that even though you have better internet now, because I am talking to you on Zoom and it's going well, <laughs> um, yeah. that you don't need it to to tell people about Jesus. You guys have just an incredible heart and boldness in your faith. And it was an encouragement to me back then to just speak up and that I don't need all these tools to be able to, yeah. you know, um, spread the gospel. So... Yeah. You're doing, I'm sure you and, guys are doing And maybe, great. And
1: maybe in, the, in the retrospect of, of that, because the time that you actually came over, one of our biggest, biggest struggles was internet. And, mm-hmm. you know, for us, it seemed normal. It seemed normal until you said, there's actually internet that could be faster. We were, <laughs> were okay because you could send an email and it arrives uh, an attachment sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it would take a little bit longer. <laughs> it, was, it was normal until we began to think. So actually Cornerstone West LA uh, was the church that really helped us do transition uh, to what we are using now. We had another company that we're using and then they were giving us a certain bandwidth uh, that wasn't as effective. So another company actually came in and since then we've actually been We've been able to. We actually began our digital migration. You may not know this, uh, Pastor Scott, but we began part of our digital migration back then, because we we did uh, something that is called Mudo, uh, and I'm not an IT person, so I may not really give the detail of what <laughs> that looks like. Uh, but we began this because we got faster internet, and got a bigger server. Uh, no certain space and certain RAM and all that. Uh, we were able to begin then in little. It was really baby steps. I think God was preparing us for us. Even for now, we got onto a platform that is called Moodle. Moodle is 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 an online uh, something that we that is provided uh, by developers that you are able to post notes. You are able to grade students. You are able to to. You can. We don't teach on video yet, uh, and audio yet on it. But we kind of use it to teach, and we have actually, for the last maybe four or five years, we've been actually we were using it at a very very low scale. Now, if you're on mm-hmm. campus, it does not need internet. If you, yeah, it's on the network. Uh, If you're out of campus, you actually need the internet. But for us as a university to be able to host it on campus, we need a certain amount of of internet. So in little ways, uh, the Lord was at work uh, one step at a time uh, when we actually uh, got that gift to kind of help us begin transitioning. So right now, as we speak, we've been able to actually uh, conduct our Bachelor of Theology class, our Master of Theology class online and And this has been kind of a wow. pilot yes pilot class that we 've done it a hundred percent online, both the Bachelor of Theology and the Mass of Theology, and this was something that was probably a little tiny seed uh, that began back then when you know, Jonah and Bruce uh, you know, <laughs> made that request, and they were dreaming. By then we just thought, no, Jonah, you should not be thinking <laughs> that way. You know, we should be thinking about different things, but I think God in his own wisdom Uh, Had kind of pointed that to them. So right now we have it. We have been forced to kind of It has become the I don't know what word to use. It has become the the major Platform for us to actually learn it has become the I would say no in terms of teaching it has become our savior uh, that without it, we would never be able to teach uh, these students. So yeah, in light of that, so on, that, on one hand, uh, Steph, it was slow internet. But what that did is that you actually, you know, in a way, challenged us. And we thank you so much for the support, so the support that you offered us, that in, it actually began to prepare us for this. I don't think we would have been as ready as we are. If you look across Uganda now, Many universities are beginning to actually grapple. Uh, This thing called online has not been our thing. Now it has become the thing uh, that Mm -hmm. we actually need it. And we began to get prepared in little ways uh, this way. What this does is that now a person like Pastor Scott can actually teach a class here without necessarily uh, coming over. You know, uh we are we were, we were trying it out both for our students and our staff. It still is, it still is a challenge, uh, mainly for Zoom and what. Uh, for one of my classes yeah. right now, I could tell you there are students who are in a refugee camp in Ajumani. Ajumani is up, up north, if you draw the map of Uganda. Uh, they're, they're in a refugee camp. They just can't access. I mean, for internet, yeah. they have to drive one has to drive to the district, which is about thirty two kilometers for them to send an email of an assignment and so we we are not yet there uh, though we, we are we are heading uh, there one student had to relocate yeah. uh, from where they were to just be able to even do this online uh, because wow. internet is not something that you find everywhere. sometimes you have to look for it yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: And so are, are, are you, I mean, as you come into the fall semester, are you allowed to have any, like, do you have any students on campus?
1: No, 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 no. We, we yeah. are not allowed. It's actually the president who has said so. The police has been on the campus. Uh, we had a few students come over just to check, and the police was aware. So they came over. They sent their investigative department, and we took them around. We told them we are not teaching. So that is not, you don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit different. I think in America, you may be able to negotiate, but with us here, you, you, you don't negotiate you Sometimes if you are caught you. Yeah, they'll be really, 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 really hard on you. So you are safer yeah. uh, Not even giving the alternative the online one. We had the Council for Higher Education come over and because they saw they were very impressed by our platform They've given us approval to teach for the next 12 months online. So we have the permission, but we know our students and their capability. There will be several of them who will fall through the cracks. So we're seeing how do we reach out to to them. So yeah, no classes yeah. online, class yeah. on the campus. This actually, it
2: made me think of two things. One, you know, we were supposed to be there last week. We, the church body doesn't know, we had a team planned and we were headed to Uganda this summer uh, in late August and we had a few projects we were going to be working with alongside of you, one of them working with your campus engineer Stanley. Uh, He was, you know, he had wanted some training on AutoCAD and some mechanical skills and, you know, training all of the the facilities and maintenance workers on some just um, kind of construction skills work and, Then when our trip got canceled, you know, I I kept just being so bummed about it and and there's all these resources here that our kids have been connecting to. So people send us these website links to how can you go visit this museum online or how do you go to the zoo online and all of a sudden it hit me and I was like, why can't we still go visit ARU online, you know, and and I remember thinking at first, there might be an issue with internet, but it has gotten better. And so let's just try it. And so I love that even just today is a small kind of version of that, we get to be in your home with you and virtually visit you. And I would love to just be innovative and think of other ways that we can continue to, if it is getting Pastor Scott to teach a class or somebody that was supposed to come on the team, figuring out a way that, that we can still, you know, come alongside ARU and, you show support maybe in innovative ways that we had never thought of. And so it's really, I think God is using this to really kind of massage some of these creative skills of figuring out how we can connect with our brothers and sisters through technology, um, even if we couldn't be there uh, physically in person. So I'm really excited that we maybe can explore that. And I know, so for our church body, their Moodle is like our Google Classroom. So we have a thing here called Google Classroom, and it's similar to your Moodle platform. thinking about the students not being on campus, I did have a question. I remember that ARU has been a refuge for many um, refugees fleeing um, different conflicts in, in neighboring countries. Is What has happened to those students?
1: Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know the, the pandemic came in so abruptly. We have students currently from DRC, Democratic Republic of Congo, uh, which has about 19 rebel groups, militia that were taking over and by the time they were, you know, were closing for, for, for COVID, there was Ebola in Congo and so COVID is entering in, Ebola has been in there. We have several students who are coming from South Sudan, up north. We have probably, probably a third or close to half a third of our student population is actually coming right through from South Sudan. Uh, we've had a few students who came through from Burundi. Burundi has been quite unstable uh, the past few few months. And because it was a lockdown such that it was announced uh, at about 8 p.m. and it was effective midnight. And they said universities have to shut down. And yeah, because yeah, people here are a bit a bit stubborn sometimes. When you give them a bit more time, they'll go visit their uncles, go you know do. So they really gave about maybe four or five hours, and they said, you know, after this time, you're not allowed. So that and yet they were saying universities needed to be closed. So we got grace, and we were able to the next day move. Uh, I've had to walk a few times. Uh, we had to actually. Clear the students out of the campus and let them live in the, in the community. It's been really, really, really hard for our students. It's really hard, mainly for those that are coming from the other countries, but those that are refugees because the national bound, the borders have been shut down, but yet they do not actually have, have family or even support for themselves uh, here. It got so bad that uh, the university. Had to actually provide food for them uh, because for us here it was a question of what is going to kill you, uh, what is the less evil? Is it food? Is it corona? And uh, we've had to actually provide for them food uh, all through. The, I mean, they cook for themselves and they 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 live by themselves. Now slowly the borders are beginning to be to be opened and we have been able to ask a few of others to actually go back or by or by themselves. But all through the past, we're talking of. Six or so months they've had to they've had to stay within Uganda. Uh, they've had to to just oh. remain here. Uh, no family w- Without
0: uh, anywhere to stay
1: They've had to so they've had to just move out of the university campus and they have yeah. just found yeah. rooms rooms all over and Many of them have had to really negotiate with the owners of the homes uh, some of them have no, the owners of the, 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 the houses, the landlords, have given them grace period and they've said, You can live here, but before you leave uh, to go back, you must pay. So, right now, the yeah. time for them to go has come, but they are not able to pay. So, they cannot leave the place. They have to stay longer. So, the kind of code between a rock and a hat. As a university, we are not able to pay for, for their stay. We were able to mobilize uh, through our parent organization um, uh, for us to organize some relief food. We were able to give them posho, give them beans uh, and give them some salt, rice and cooking oil. Uh, for them to without charcoal or firewood uh, that they could actually sort out by themselves and and cook so That's the least that we could do But they actually had no food and some of them are now just stuck Uh, and by stuck I mean you're stuck you're not doing anything in Uganda yet. You cannot actually go to where you would call uh, You'd call home. I know a few of them have actually been doing farming uh, with the community know, doing odd jobs just to find ways to Tie the the loose the loose ends. Make chapatis, or you know, go dig in a in a field somewhere as a way to get uh, just enough money to carry you through through the day. So yeah, it's been yeah. for those. It's really been it's been hard.
0: Mm. Yeah. What? Yeah, and I, I I can't even imagine like a student body that like an entire student body that gets twenty four hours notice. To or four hours notice, yeah. right? Four hours notice to move out of the, the the dorms, and then they close the borders, and everyone is just kind of like fending for themselves. I mean, I I mean, I'm 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 thankful for the Lord in their lives and the ways that He gives hope, but I, I just I, I can't even imagine what that even just what what that the, the impact that has had on the the community of the school kind of just everybody seeing this and doing what you can to help out along i mean i i mean i, I can't imagine for that for the students like what, what what about your your faculty and staff like how has this impacted them when all of a sudden all the students are gone and there's no darn there, there aren't any classes to teach for the foreseeable future you know aside from these few that you are able to do online um, yeah how 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 is your how 's your staff
1: doing yeah the staff has really uh held together and tried to even pull pull through our biggest source of revenue as a university has been students so when students leave, we just are not able to to uphold uh, together we 've always kind of foreseen a situation where we'll need an emergency funds or something like that. Uh, But Mm -hmm. then when the pandemic came, we thought, okay, three months and we're ready for three months. So we sustained our staff for three months. uh, But thereafter, we have not been able to in any way actually offer them of of any support. So from June, July, August inclusive, we've not been able to pay any of our staff. uh, And yet they actually Mm -hmm. continue to, to work. We've had a lot of facilities improvements that we, we had funds that were designated in fact some of it was the sports field uh, probably i'll show you some pictures uh, of works that has been ongoing uh, right now so we have staff that are actually working uh, but for the past three months we've not been able to support them in any in any way uh, how long is this going to go on we just do not know so it's really it's been very hard on the staff and their and their families uh, more so, some of them have actually uh, called and you no know, mentioned to me personally the the struggles that their families are going through, holding together. And I must tell you that Pastor Scott, it's really, really hard. It's been, it's been hard, and it's taking it one day at a time. You now we have a farm, and we've kind of used our farm. In our farm, we grow bananas and we've grown maize. Uh, we have. Been mainly for the staff that live around the university. We have been able to you know, use that as a platform to provide at least bananas uh, to to them occasionally. So once a month they can actually pick uh, and maize meal, posho, we call it posho, grinded. It's a staple food here uh, to provide for them and their families in, in that regard. But then they've kind of had to, to pull through. We, we just are not sure uh, what will happen when. Uh, But for now, it's taking it uh, one day, one day at a time, and we're asking for some to actually consider uh, finding uh, something that could keep them going uh, because we are not able to provide anything uh, for them or even for their families, anything that is is substantive. Uh, But yet amidst that, while we've not been able to do that, uh, the staff have actually continued to pray together so we we here we use more WhatsApp. Uh, WhatsApp is a little bit it takes little data. Uh, so we we've been able to 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 organize uh, prayer meetings. The bigger ones that we do once in a while are on 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 Google on Google Meet. Uh, but then we have a WhatsApp group that we actually use just to. Uh, one another and to encourage one another. So there's been actually work ongoing, uh, surprisingly. Uh, we have been in the process of applying for a charter and a charter is kind of the highest accreditation recognition that you get as an institution. There's a document that we filled uh, that has, no, it's a form that you fill uh, that is 216 pages. Uh, And we've been able to actually piece this together. Yes, you can imagine. Uh, The people who give you this document, I think they read through. I will assume they read. I'm not very sure. Uh, But there is so much detail that they ask of number of chairs you have, tables you have, computers you have. You know, they ask for so much detail before they give you this big final. Accreditation, so it's called a charter document if we that as a university It's going to really propel us to actually influence our society much more send our students to work for the government uh, Send our students know to into the public universities It's going to draw in more students. We will be able to get grants both locally and probably uh, across we'll be able to uh, even begin doing more programs, you no, know, either legal or nursing. So it's a document we began to work on before the lockdown and the staff have actually been able to piece this uh, together. We had the government education body come and visit us and they were able to actually see uh, us and give us an assessment. So there's a report that we've been working on. So that has been ongoing. There's also been uh, development works that have been ongoing. I'm not sure if you can allow me to share my screen. Uh, I would have probably shared a few uh, photos with you. Let me see. I think it's coming. Uh, but we, through the lockdown, we were able to. I don't know. Are you able to see this? yeah Yeah. 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 So Beautiful. this this is this is our gate. Uh, this is our our gate. Uh, wow. We we. We got a part of, we, because we've been really trying to find funds for, 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 for the Charter and uh, about December uh, there's you know, a group that just gave us very specific designated funds towards preparing ourselves for the Charter. And one of those things that we realized was our image as an institution was in terms of facility, uh, was not as good, so we decided to kind of give a first lift. And what is before us is the gate that we actually put up. And wow. this work began just about the lockdown. Now we are stuck between having funds for ensuring that we survive as a university, or for the purpose for which it was designated. So these are funds that were designated, and we are very particular on that. Uh, the lockdown provided an opportunity in terms of time, but resources as well were available this these funds came last year somewhere towards uh, october november so we actually were able to do uh, the get uh, and that kind of gives us a good uh, image we also began work on these are funds that came through uh, from cornerstone and we also uh, added up and got a little bit more we've had a struggle for our sports field and right now as we speak, uh, we have been able to actually begin the works. These works took so long. They took so long because uh, we were seeking for permission uh, from the government and I can tell you here that it's a long process. Uh, It's a long process. Uh, There's probably a little bit more that I would have wanted to To say, uh, but I would actually leave out. uh, (laughs) But it's been, it's been, it's been very, very hard. It's tested our faith uh, in terms of how we work with the local authorities. Uh, There's a way they expect us to work, and our faith uh, will tell us that is not the path for us to actually work with. So it's taken us forever. And right now, we Mm -hmm. have been able to get. Up to a certain level of clearance for us to begin the works on this sports field, so there's work that is ongoing uh, for us to see that this field uh, goes goes on uh, cornerstone west l a was the first church uh, to give us towards uh, to support us towards this 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 project so we went to the district and we tried to seek for the permission they needed so much uh, and what they needed. Uh, in terms of saying a field and stadium was not what we were initially thinking, and so we've gone back and forth. And uh, in the process, uh, another church actually has been able to just uh, top up on this uh, to help us kind of begin now meeting some of those uh, those standards. This is the gate. I thought there were a few more pictures for the field, mm-hmm. uh, but I'll be showing them. This is the gate on the other side. Uh, the clinic. Oh. Uh, oh. If you remember, you oh, remember yeah. the clinic? Yeah, by the medical yeah. clinic. Yeah. yeah. Wow, yes. look at it. Yeah. This, wow, this clinic has been a big, big platform for us to fearlessly influence our society. Now, mm. Pullover, where we are, is a, is a community that is predominantly traditional. Now, here in Africa, when you visit a home and you find a little grass thatched or a little house that has been separated, chances are that it is a shrine. Uh, where they actually do this mm. divination, where they do chicken sacrifices and all this. And in Bulova, there are so many, so many people actually practice witchcraft. And I mean, I could tell you of our neighbors across that literally do witchcraft. Next to the sports field, uh, our neighbor right there put you no know, cut a chicken, and uh, removed the head and left it there as a way of just you know, land things again. Uh, you know, so for us, Uh, The witchcraft is such that you see it every day and you actually pray against it every day I mean the powers of darkness are such that they are they are evident This medical center and this gate have been a big point uh, of reaching the community Uh, We put this gate there to give them opportunity to actually walk through. So it's not the other gate, it's on this other side of the campus and people are able to access this medical center. In fact, one of the things, uh, Pastor Scott, we had planned with Stephanie was seeing if there are a few medical people who could come over and do some sort of medical uh, camp of sorts uh, of either pharmacy, uh, or I don't know the, the, the technical terms for doctors, but a doctor who just injects people and you know, gives them uh, medicine, then seeing if there's somebody who checks eyes uh, or someone who checks teeth. Uh, we would kind of prepared maybe a team of about maybe three or four or five uh, from Cornerstone, uh, West LA, and also our staff here to actually reach out. For us, this is a point of outreach. For us, this is a point of us fearlessly influencing this community that has been sold out to witchcraft and providing them you no know, a platform to to be able to, to 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 get medicine. So when they come in here, uh, when they come to this center, we don't charge them for consultancy fee, no. The consultation, because the staff are from the university, they don't pay, and I don't know what to call it in America, uh, but they don't pay this money for seeing a doctor. For a doctor to tell you you are sick of malaria, you're sick of typhoid, uh, you are sick of tuberculosis, we, they don't pay, they only pay for the drugs. So the consultation fee mm-hmm. is zero. And this has actually brought them in. And this medical center, this gate has been for us a point of outreach to serve our, our community. We believe that the team from Connors on West LA will come. Uh, It may not be this year, (laughs) it may not be uh, soon, but I am confident Uh, That the Lord who in a way linked us up will do this in his perfect timing and one of those points of outreach has been the medical center And I know at Connorson Wesley there there are are people that are medical And I would really kind of want to reach out to them and just see how we can actually work together for us This has been uh, a platform to evangelize. It's been a platform for us to share our faith but also as Christians demonstrate how we uh, could could engage. We've been able to actually do this as well. We put uh, tarmac on part wow. of our our campus. And again, it, this has happened in the lockdown. Uh, this has happened in the, in the, in the lockdown. Uh, in the lockdown prices kind of went lower. Initially, we had planned to just walk around the gate area, uh, but we actually stretched it uh, much, much further. This helps us to meet, uh, this is our campus court. It's not a campus in America uh, or in California somewhere. This is actually in Uganda uh, here. So it's work that we have. Been it's a work that we have been doing uh, just to see to it that we, we progress so god has actually been faithful god has been faithful to us and stuff are actually pulling through uh, you know we are we are pulling through to see you know our story such like that we came from one tiny building and pastor Scott you remember uh, our time in I gara do. Yeah one I don't have the picture here but probably I could I could know yeah but it's one tiny building and you no know, every time we have been scared and thought you know what is going to happen uh, are we going to actually pull through? God has actually showed up, and as a campus, we we've just kept we've just kept growing. This is our dining hall, uh, which if I, I didn't prepare the slides so well, but if I showed you the before and the after, uh, you definitely have preached in this chapel, yeah. uh, Pastor mm-hmm. Scott, definitely. Uh, Steph, you have you have probably seen through, but this is yes. actually in Bulova. This is not in California. Uh, <laughs> yeah before this, if I showed you the pictures and just contrasted the before and the now uh, it's been it's been it, it's different for us it's a testimony of mm-hmm. of the faithfulness of of God. We are going through currently a very very difficult time uh, for our staff and just holding it together uh, but yet uh, we because we believe and affirm the vision that God has given us, God has called us as a university to equip Christian leaders that will transform our society. And for me, whatever Mm. it is going to take to sit with that leaders are generated to transform Africa, that I am actually willing to step out and do. And so we are actually uh, doing this, uh, training students from eight, nine different countries uh, from Africa. With our facility improving and becoming better, we are actually able to reach out to many more. With the charter coming, we are able to actually impact Many many more uh, in our in our society, so we actually praise God uh, for that. Uh, the other thing in terms of and I probably have answered your question and gone uh, a bit more uh, but the other thing that we have been uh, able to do uh, over over this period has been just seeing how to reach out cornerstone West LA is supporting two students uh, for their postgraduate uh, class uh, one uh, is was actually our alumni, uh, but just has a heart for teaching. He came through here, uh, again, from a background that was really, really, if I would use the word, hyper prosperity, uh, Pentecostal, but yet really loved the gospel so much, loved the gospel so much, in a way, over the time that he, he came in here. And he did a diploma with us here. And then uh, we saw his heart for going out, mainly to the, to the villages. Uh, began a little, was part of a little mission team with all the mission teams here that goes to the rural. And they would preach the gospel uh, under very difficult circumstances. Came back, did his bachelor's here with us, uh, and went out to actually work with one of our friends and partners. Uh, but his heart has been out to teach. And we intended to use the scholarship that we got from Cornerstone West LA uh, for, for, for the for the training to empower A teacher, but also a church planter. So our prayer and hope is that right now he's actually on the verge of finishing uh, his MA He's performed exceptionally well, and I mean exceptionally well. I'm not just flattering him, but I could uh, Probably just show you his grades or his assignments, the quality of the work that he's able to to do Uh, He's done really really well and we're kind of in the works to see how eventually uh, now he could actually join us on on staff to kind of beef us, beef us up, up uh, in a way now to train the bachelor's level classes, the diploma classes, and also now the regional classes that we are intending to do. So that has been one uh, of the people that has been trained. The second one is actually a church planter. Okay, so he's, been, he's worked with a Christian organization, but just felt called to go and plant a church in an area that is uh, in between, it is sandwiched. Now I've learned a little bit of, 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 of what a sandwich is. I ate many of them when I was in California. Uh, you people eat a lot of bread, a lot of bread without soup, so uh, sandwich. Uh, so he's, he's in a place that is sandwiched between the two largest Muslim areas. The largest Muslim division in Kampala uh, is, is somewhere up north, it's called Kawempe. And then one tribe that is literally 99% Muslim I talk of the Nubie. you can actually google this the Nubie. it is predominantly Muslim and now in between there's a little space that has uh, largely traditional people buganda people who are into just witchcraft with lots of Altars and I mean literal altars where they do traditional clans do 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 worship and do what so they rejected Islam mm. and so he's actually gone into that community and he's planting a church uh in this particular community he went out in november uh but he'd kind of been preparing for for this and has actually been able to plant the church uh began the church in there and we felt with our ma program uh, when he shared this vision he was actually ripe for that and so he's actually in this community he's actually i've kept touch With him. Uh, I've kept really really in touch with him uh, because again I do serve as a pastor as well Uh, Just seeing how to support him in that regard or just going out to even plant this church His vision is just to see how to reach out to to these particular uh, area, so he's doing ministry that, in a way, would be considered uh, very sensitive, uh, because the Islam population in Uganda is actually growing, and here I'm talking about growing exponentially. The Muslims, when someone dies, they bury the same day. They are not like the Christians who take about a week, and you have to feed the people. All those are costs. Uh, you know, you have to do all these. Uh, the Muslims are very particular on charity. Every week, every Friday, they give zakat, and they give it to the streets. Uh, no, they give sorry to the people on the street. So in a way they've actually drawn in more people. You no, know, they've set up schools where their tuition is mm-hmm. much, much cheaper. Uh, and so they've actually drawn in mainly high schools, drawn in many, many more, more people. And we felt like it is a time for us, uh, mainly as a church to begin thinking, how do we actually strategically uh, reach out to to this category of people? So uh, this guy has just given himself and he's, he's in little ways, in little ways. And in fact, I was chatting with him when I got to know that I'm going to be on this call. It's amazing when you hear his testimony of what has been happening in, in, in the community where he is you no know, the lockdown, because it was a little church, uh, I would say almost no church because there were very few uh, when the lockdown began little beginning a church mm. and Pastor Scott, you probably know what planting a church uh, would mean, uh, but there were very sure. few when they began and the lockdown for him was a platform to actually reach out. Uh, Right now he has about three little groups, uh, home groups that are meeting because a little bit far from Kampala so you can meet uh, groups. But he's now set up probably a core team that is meeting, that is growing with him Uh, He's considering actually kind of settling, uh, moving the church from, because schools are not meeting when churches are open, he's actually considering moving the church into a tent. And so he's kind of thinking uh, in that regard. And for me, it has been exciting uh, to just see how that uh, does happen. We had him uh, and we just said, no, this is the right guy to do. So through the support of, again, Cornerstone West LA, we've been able to prepare one who's going to teach uh, and that will help us because, as a university, we've really been strained in terms of you no know, teachers and what, and so we've been able to train one who is uh, currently doing his masters. And the, the goal is to reinforce our teaching, uh, but secondly we 've been able to train one whose heart has been sold out to uh, to evangelism, very particularly to this community that is mm. that is Muslim so thank you and thank you so much Kuson wow. uh, Wesele for the vision uh, for the heart uh, for for again being mission minded for being a church that is outward looking. Uh, many of the congregants mm. at Konason Wesele mate have never been anywhere uh close to the equator uh, but your effect is felt your impact is so alive here and for me who's here and has been to work on west la i know it uh i see it and i feel it so thank you uh thank you very much
0: uh it, you know it makes me think that as you described what's going on there as you described the reality for students right now as you described the reality for your staff and your faculty um it, it it did bring it, it did bring the reality to me that i think in a lot of ways there's a lot of people in our church and our church family in crisis and trying to you know figure out what to do and um and a, a significant amount of it, everyone's experiencing inconvenience but there are some people in crisis um, but in your community there it, it's it's a much larger wave. The impact is so significant that it, it, it leaves everyone in crisis. I mean, that's what it sounds like, right? It, it leaves everyone in crisis. Um, joining together, taking it a day at a time, figuring out the way through, but but trusting the Lord in the midst of that. And I think it's, it's both incredibly perspective giving for us, but also, um, it, it reminds us of why we have these partnerships, of why, of what what this this, this friendship and relationship means, and um, we're we're going to be praying about and talking about what what we can do to continue to walk with you through that. Um, I, I'm also I'm mean, I'm also struck even as you showed us everything like it's, it's Number one, it's it's beautiful and it's amazing. It's it's fascinating. We we've actually had kind of a similar opportunity to do some construction uh, during this time. Uh, but what, what stands out to me actually about it is the the integrity of uh, the work, um, the work being done with those designated funds, right? Like they're, th- those were gifts that were given for a reason, for a purpose. And you could very easily could have been like, you know what, we, we've got other needs right now. But the, 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 the integrity, which I know is just, is, um, is hard fought for there uh, among, and, and I know it's particularly for you as leaders. And I know it's, it's something that you take a great deal of, of, of pride in and it is really important to you. And I, I want to affirm that. And also I think affirm it, it, it makes me, um, all the more, I just think it's all the more important that we continue to come alongside one another. Um, and not just in the, uh, Exciting opportunities in the projects, but also in the midst of crisis. And so, um, we're both going to be praying about and, and talking with our church about how we can continue to, to do that. And, and just even in, in little, I I also know that we can't solve. I mean, we don't have the power to solve the pro- any pro- the problems for your students True. to True. you know employ your staff. But um, I do want you to to know both in prayer in heart. Um, and tangibly that we, we want you to know that we're in this together and that we, we, we love you and are continuing to, to pray for everything. Um, yeah. Going on there with you. So um, I, 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 w- I want to ask you specifically, as we close, I want to ask you specifically how, how we can be praying for you, but before I do any, anything else uh, from you, Steph?
2: No, I think you summed it up well. I definitely had thoughts, but you kind of, Kind of covered them all. <laughs> yeah, I, sorry. You know, I think I, it was, it's okay. Uh, I think the one thing you were saying toward the end about, um, uh yep, it's gone. So if it comes back <laughs> to me, I'll share again.
0: <laughs> awesome. And yeah. Uh, no, no. So, so Dennis, how? Like, I, I think that with everything you've shared, I think there are things we can pick out and be praying for we can obviously be praying for your students we'd be we can obviously be praying for your staff um but i also think that with the um with the distance i'm not sure we we know how best to pray for your staff and how best to pray for your students um thankfully the lord does and he's and his his spirit intercedes for us um but how how would you how would you encourage us to be praying for your staff and your students well what, what maybe specifically would you just ask us to be praying for?
1: Uh, one, as we pray and pray for our students and the and the staff, in the midst of this crisis, we live in very uncertain times and even sometimes saying you no know, specifically how we should pray. Uh, is is just hard, and just thinking about about it uh, in regards to one our students, uh, just pray that they do not drop out of their education, uh, just pray that they do not go mainly for the ladies, just go and get married uh, because yeah they 've been out of out of school uh, just pray very specifically for them not to not to drop out of. Of school, but to be able to actually continue. Uh, pray for our students as well that are you know, leading uh, churches and congregations. Most of the churches that our students lead are somewhat 20, 50. If there are so many people, maybe about 100. Uh, and right now, they 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 are most of our alumni and our students are into church planting and church related. Uh, tasks and, and just praying for them in this very confusing time that you know they will practice leadership that they ought to to practice for the staff, I uh, pray very particularly that they don't they just don't they don't lose hope uh, but keep hope alive, uh, mainly for the vision and mission that we have been uh, called into. Uh, that yeah, they will just keep the hope alive for actually continuing to see how they would be engaged and involved uh, right now, there's a temptation to go into business either making chapatis on the road or making link bricks or kind of taking on another initiative that could just change the tangent. What a point where we kind of felt the staff team was actually coming and getting this uh, much stronger and this this is kind of one that might set us a little bit uh, back. So pray that you no know, they will keep hope alive and hold on to the vision that we have been called to, that we have actually signed up to, but just also pray very, very specifically that we'll be able to actually get funds to, in a way, support uh, our staff through through this uh, this season. Uh, just very particularly for them to be able to uh, pull pull through uh, three months of no pay, and we don't see where the fourth even one will be coming from, and we just have to keep telling them, you know, hold on and hold on, and they've actually held on. Uh, this far, so uh, pray for us in that regard and for the university as a whole. We're in the thick of applying for the charter, and that's why we need to kind of hold everything together. Uh, you know, kind of feels like you know, without you no know, paying staff and all these, sometimes feels like a pack of cards that you know you really want to hold together. That it doesn't just we're at that point where we uh, we've done so much to get this far. Uh, we 've done what has been required of us in terms of facilities in terms of development. We have done quite a bit now we are awaiting from the government and from the national council, and we are the longer they take, the harder it is for us the yeah and all and it just becomes a little bit much more complicated. We are we are really close, close to it. I'm just thinking of a proverb in my in my tribe. I almost said it naturally, but it, you do not understand it. But it talks about how you go to the well to fetch water on your head, and you go with the pot. You know, you go to the well, fetch water, and you carry the water on your head, and uh, you've been longing for this water. Then just as you reach your house, uh, you knock yourself, and boom, you fall, and the pot breaks. Uh, no, the pot breaks uh, with this water, so pray for us that that uh, that feeling it's better said in my tribe yeah. that, that, <laughs> that 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 does not the pot uh, does not break at the doorway. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. come along, yes. way. we've given this our our all, and we should deliver this water to where it is actually intended to be to be used. And so, right now, we're carrying the pot, we're just entering, uh, and we should not drop it. And so pray for us for the chatter very specifically that we will be able to 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 attain to 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 get it. And that would really help us. Uh, leaps and bounds. It will help us recruit many more students um, because students really are our big source of income, but also kind of students uh, help us accomplish our vision. As we train them more, uh, if we're able to train 500, that's good. If we can train 1,000, that's better. If we can train 2,000, uh, that is great. So uh, it's not just the numbers for numbers' sake, but for us, it is influence that is being spread to every village uh, in Uganda. In Kenya, in Sudan, South Sudan, Congo, Rwanda, Burundi, Tanzania. Uh, that is really uh, our vision. So pray for us in that regard. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, I did think of what I wanted to share when, you know, even when you're talking about praying about the leaders that you've been, it's not just an education area. ARU. And this is my big thing about your university is that how holistic your education, the, the experience you give your students. In this servant leadership model of yes, you you're rigorous in the classroom, but your service days on campus, your service days in your community, that you know it's, it's culturally seen as beneath you to do farming, right? If you've if you become an at the educational level level of been able to go to university, why would you be farming? And yet you've taught your students to work the farm at ARU and as a way as a means to God has provided you land, right? And so let's learn how to work it. And I wanted to share with you that since the pandemic, there have been a few alumni and and staff that I've stayed in touch with that have shared with me that it has been an absolute struggle, right? That they can't go out to market Mm -hmm. and that they have from the skills that they learned when they were students on campus, yeah. That they never thought that it, they'd be farmers. They had to do it when they were on campus. But, you know, I'm not a farmer. I'm a pastor or whatever that is. And that they have taken to, but God, I, I at least have a plot of land or my church does or my neighbor does. And so we've gathered people to plant because we can't go into the markets. And so just that your leadership is is just, you know, on, just so multi-leveled. And um, it's been neat just to see the, the testimony directly from the students uh, in, during the pandemic um but that has helped them to survive a little bit or kind of give a cushion and that was just really beautiful for me to kind of just be a witness to to hear that story or that testimony um but i'm gonna cry i feel like i'm gonna cry i don't know if it's because it's late here but i wanted the other thing i wanted to share was yeah so hearing everything that you shared about like how hard it is there you know i think i kind of know just because we have close friends there and then we have you know a lot of close friends through brothers and sisters we've made through our relationships through ARU and I have received emails and WhatsApp texts um asking like how am I and how can I be prayed for how's my family what can so just I think I share that because I want our church body to understand that this is so much deeper than an exchange of of funds to like build you know a, a sports facility or to sponsor a student it's there's like a there for me it is a genuine relationship with a brother and sister in Christ so much so that as there's so much suffering there that they have thought of me to like pray for me again it's just because it's late here (laughs) um yeah no so I just I thank you guys for your hearts and just um and yeah, just like the love and the the genuine relationship that we have with you guys. Too. So. Thank
1: you. Yeah. I, I feel so.
0: I feel so similarly, and I I I love Dennis. I've always loved, but particularly I love hearing you talk about the the vision and the passion you have for the school for the the work of. Um, Aru and and not just for that, but even at, at the beginning of our conversation, for your love and sacrifice for the sake of the local church, for Lugogo Baptist Church, which I know is just where your heart heart lies, and it's why I think we uh, yeah feel so like minded and so uh, closely knit as brothers. Uh, and it's um, yeah, it's it, it's truly a pr- pr- privilege and. Um, I look forward to I look forward to years and years and years of more partnership, of more friendship. Uh, Lord willing, whatever the forms that takes. But um, we're going to be praying for not just the survival of the school, but for its thriving through this, through uh, God seeing it and using it as a unique opportunity to build it and and direct it and shape it um, in ways that He has the internet just being one example of the, even all the deeper ways that he has uh, prepared the school, even for this moment and the, the, the church for this moment. And um, that so it excites me. It, um, I, I can't, I can't wait to rejoice together in what he does uh, through this. And so I, I, I want to well, thank you for that. We, we are going to, endeavor to as soon as we can uh, come back out and be with you be with you in person uh, serve teach serve at the medical clinic i I know it's a great medical clinic because my son was treated there actually i don't know i don't know if you remember this i think it was a burn i was trying to remember what it was i think it was a burn or something anyways yeah um, it was
1: tea that burnt him it was that's right yeah
0: oh it's right i going to say, really hot tea that burnt yeah that's right. I was just going to say
2: right. one of the things you didn't list. I can't wait to like have chapati and tea together.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> or Absolutely. Rolex so, really and, is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thank you. This is the this is the Clarion call to all of our medical personnel to uh, to yeah. join us as well with that. So, um, well, th- th- we again we can't thank you so enough for your time, Dennis. We really, really, really appreciate it. Um, it's getting late here, Stephanie. I got to go to bed. Uh, but... Thank you. Thank you so much. That, I will pass we...
1: my, my appreciation to both of you, you know, Pastor Scott and Stephanie, I'm forever grateful. Uh, you know, the time you welcomed me in 2018 when I came to, to visit, uh, I really, really, really appreciate that you at short notice, really short notice because of visa complications. You were able to just embrace me, and I have very fond memories. Actually, yesterday I, I was thinking of the football game uh, between LA Galaxy and the Canadian team that we watched with Steph, uh, and then how I know I spoke to the church after the service, and you know the family that did in a way host me. So I I am really, really, really grateful for for the heart. Uh, that you you've had and again for me it is uh, a brother it is a sister it is it's a fellow believer that each time i think about you i think about you as 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 a brother i think about you as as a sister and and throughout actually this season we've kind of probably exchanged an email or so uh, that is just beyond uh, the work but it is people to people because people make people yeah. people so i'm really i am grateful I am grateful to to you too and the heart that you actually have so uh, thank you Great. and thank you, thank very, you. very very Absolutely.
2: much yeah tell everybody we say hi
1: yeah send yeah. our
0: greetings to david send our greetings to your wife and your children and send our greetings to bogogo baptist church and to all of your staff
1: thank you thank you so much yeah.